You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, this is your host, Anthony Marino, and I'm happy to introduce you to the latest podcast as part of buffalorumblings.com. This is Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, really for us, a new podcast as part of our channel here at SB Nation to talk to Bills fans about some of the hottest topics taking place around our beloved Buffalo Bills. You know, each day for the site, I put together our daily links and we highlight different things taking place with the team, opinion pieces and updates on the Buffalo Bills coming from some of the top writers throughout the Buffalo area, upstate New York, and nationwide. And really with this podcast, what we're looking to do is to highlight one of those pieces each week as we have this show, get into some discussion about it, share my opinion on maybe the, the take that is that is being portrayed there. But in addition to that, we'll look to come to you with breaking news. If the Bills make a major signing, a trade, the schedule comes out, whatever it may be, we want to get you those updates as soon as we possibly can. You'll hear from me many times on this podcast. There may be times that our editor-in-chief, Matt Warren, jumps on. You all know Matt and his work, and you can catch his podcast, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, on this same channel as well, and I encourage you to do that as it drops each week. Uh, but today, we're really happy to talk to you the first episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. You know, as we record this, it's just about three weeks out from the start of the 2019 NFL Draft, at least the first round taking place on Thursday, April 25th. So with that said, in so many ways, our daily links have been chock full of mock drafts, draft takes, player profiles, all those different pieces, right, that fans feel the need for to be able to get ready uh, for that draft, right? We've all got our favorites. We've done different Twitter polls, different pieces to see which prospects are out there, how they combined, competed at the combine, how they looked on their pro day. But now it's starting right three weeks away. Things are starting to take shape just a little bit more. And for the Buffalo Bills, right, I think as we look at this, it's it's starting to take shape in a little bit more of a way that we can look at things and say, there are probably a few candidates that the team may be locked in on as you look at some of those trusted beat writers that are out there and you get their opinion on what's taking place. Really, the highlight for today uh, comes from us to from WGR550.com, and that's the first mock draft from Sal Capaccio. A uh, huge fan of Sal Capaccio, the work that he does both on air and on the site, very active with Buffalo Bills fans on Twitter. And as he came out with his first mock draft, Really thought that this would be a great place for us to start with our first podcast because I think it's an interesting discussion item. And right, who doesn't love a new mock draft this time of year? Um, Sal Capaccio, he is obviously a, a beat reporter for the team, a sideline reporter for the team, very in tune with what's taking place at One Bills Drive. So when he comes out with a mock draft, it's something that you really pay attention to 
and look at. So for us, I think as we do take a look at this, before we get to what the Bills did at number nine, according to Sale, I think I've got to run through real quick the first eight picks before the Bills were on the clock. Uh, at first pick, he had the Arizona Cardinals taking Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma. I don't think that was too much of a surprise for anyone as uh, that seems to be picking up steam and it seems that Josh Rosen's days in Arizona are numbered. Uh, at number two, the 49ers taking Nick Bosa. At number three, the New York Jets took Quinnen Williams. At four, the Raiders took Josh Allen. At number five, he had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going with Rashawn Gary out of Michigan. At number six, the New York Giants took Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback from Ohio State. At seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars took Jawan Taylor. And at number eight, the Detroit Lions took Montez Sweat, the defensive end out of Mississippi State. So I don't think there were really any surprises right in those first eight picks, which brought Sal to the number nine pick overall. And it's a popular pick that has been in many circles for the Buffalo Bills. Dan Kadar from SB Nations mocking the draft, Todd McShay, Chad Ryder, and many others um, share the same thoughts that Sal has here with the number nine pick where the Buffalo Bills took Ed Oliver, the very talented defensive tackle out of the University of Houston. Uh, Not too much of a surprise when you think of that pick. Both Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean were in attendance at Oliver's Pro Day. Uh, We saw Coach Sean McDermott almost get run over by Ed Oliver at the Pro Day. And uh, and not too surprising, right, when you think of the retirement of Kyle Williams, what he's meant to that team, and, and probably one of the most lacking areas on the defensive line for the Buffalo Bills will be replacing his presence. Um, But almost, right, you can look at it and say, is there the ability to upgrade at that position? And while there's a lot of talk about Oliver being undersized at only about six foot two, played during the season somewhere around 275 pounds, you know, this is a disruptive force along the defensive line. Someone that could come in and be a, a starter from day one, uh, provide uh, pressure on the quarterback, right, where you've got Star Latulale to one side, you know, eating up multiple blockers. It would give Oliver the opportunity to penetrate up the middle and make things more effective for Jerry Hughes or who, you know, Trent Murphy or Shaq Lawson, whoever may be the defensive end on the other side. So, you know, as we look at that again, you think the presence of the head coach and the general manager at the pro day obviously goes a long way. And then you think of, again, a hole that's left on the defensive side of the ball. The Bills have done so much to shore up the offense during free agency, not too much taken. being done on the defensive side of the ball to date so as we do look at it think it's a real solid pick for the bills that capaccio makes there with ed oliver at number nine as we look to round two and sale did a two-round mock draft so the bills also have the number 40 pick and in that situation they went to arizona state to get Nikhil harry the talented wide receiver there uh, six foot two, 228 pounds, really a wide receiver, right? That is uh, a little bit different than the guys they signed in free agency and, uh, and John Brown and in Cole Beasley. So you take a look at that and you see someone like Harry as the ability to be that bigger body, right? More kind of in the mold of a Zay Jones, but, uh, you know, not someone that's going to be a burner down the field. You've got Brown, you've got Robert Foster that can do those things, but more of that bigger target that can go, go over the middle. Um, It is interesting that he did go with Harry. Um, I've got to admit I'm a little bit biased and that Hakeem Butler, the talented wide receiver from Iowa State, was still on his board and he elected to go with Harry. Um, But Butler is a conversation for another day that we'll get to. So, you know, for Sal, he had his two picks. 
Harry at number 40, Oliver at number nine. Um, as we take a look at it, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I decided to do a mock draft just a little bit in contrast to what Sale did. And I would be curious to get your take and opinion on, uh, on the picks that I've got coming for you right after this break. All right, everybody, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, the latest podcast from buffalorumblings.com. I'm your host, Anthony Marino, and we were just talking about the latest mock draft coming at you from Sal Capaccio from WGR 550 AM, where he went with Ed Oliver at number nine overall and Nikhil Harry with the number 40 pick for the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, as I took a look at those picks, I thought to myself, rather than just, you know, critical or give a different take or criticize what might be um, with those selections, I would go through with my own mock draft, and I think that would at least give some perspective. Because it's always easy to be critical of a mock draft that someone else does, but until you're actually going through it yourself, uh, it gives it a little bit of a different perspective, right? You grow to have a little bit of a different appreciation for the person that is putting that together. And, and you know, as I said before, have a great appreciation for all the work that Sal does. Um, with that being said, I went to uh, our good friends at thedraftnetwork.com. Uh, I love what they've done with the new site where you can do your own mock draft. Um, everything that they've put together with it, it's, uh, it's a great way to have some fun and you can kill just a couple minutes uh, and do your own mock draft for any team that you would like. And obviously spend a little time on the site putting together the latest mock draft for the Buffalo Bills. So, you know, as I went through this, a little bit interesting in some ways similar to uh, to the picks that, uh, that had taken place with Sal, but I felt like it was best to go through the exercise and see what it would look like getting to the Bills at pick number nine. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals did take Kyler Murray uh, at number one, San Francisco also taking Bosa at number two, and the Jets taking Quinn and Williams at number three. Uh, the Raiders took Devin White, the talented linebacker, at number four. Uh, Josh Allen fell to the Tampa Bay Bucks at number five. Uh, the Giants, Jawan Taylor, the right tackle out of the University of Florida. While Jacksonville took Rashawn Gary, the defensive end from Michigan. And Detroit again took Montez Sweat, the defensive end from Mississippi State. As I got to that point in the draft, there were really four different guys that I was looking at, and they've been four popular names that have come up with Bills fans. Uh, the first that I looked at was Brian Burns, the defensive end, very talented from Florida State. And, uh, you know, and let me say this too, right, a little bit of a caveat. I am not a draft expert. I am not a football expert. I am not an analyst when it comes to college tape or different settings or those pieces. There's plenty of guys out there that bring that perspective. For me, it's that fan perspective, listening to some of the experts that are out there, taking that information seeing the different pieces that we read as Buffalo Bills fans and making somewhat of an educated decision based on that. So the first guy, Brian Burns, right? And many people thinking that Burns is probably the most talented defensive end that's going to be available for the Buffalo Bills at number nine. Josh Allen, Montez Sweat, you know, are likely going to be off the board. Nick Bosa will definitely be off the board. And Rayshon Gary is a little bit of a polarizing figure, maybe a greater athlete than the film and tape has shown. Um, Brian Burns, very productive in his time at Florida State. Many of the experts out there think he is one of the top defensive ends, if not the top defensive end, um, that is available in the 2019 draft after Nick Bosa. So, you know, as you take a look at that, I did take it into consideration. I did dismiss it rather quickly, though, because as I still look at things and say, okay, even though Jerry Hughes is in the last year of his contract, 
although it may be unlikely that Shaq Lawson gets the fifth-year option picked up for him. You've got Trent Murphy, who was signed last year. The Bills do have some players with some ability at the defensive end spot that it might not be the most pressing need. And when you look at someone like Burns, who could be the third or fourth best defensive end coming off the board, I was able to put him to the side relatively quickly. Um, Ed Oliver obviously was in consideration with this and, and probably the second option that I was looking at. Uh, you see the, the tape, how disruptive he is behind the line of scrimmage, the tackles for loss, taking into consideration that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean were both in attendance at front and center at his pro day. That was not something that was lost on me. But when I look at the defensive tackle position, the depth that is available in this draft going through the second and third round, I thought to myself, maybe Oliver is not the guy that I'm making the pick with at number nine right now as much as I would love to see him in a Buffalo Bills uniform. Another popular name for the Bills has been DK Metcalf, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss, who is probably the most polarizing figure in the 2019 NFL draft. So many fans look at him, the lack of production that's take pla taken place, the injuries that he's battled. You take it one step further, okay, and, and here's a guy that has just not had the production at Ole Miss. He wasn't the best wide receiver on his own team. That was A.J. Brown, who's being projected somewhere late first round or into the second round of the 2019 draft. So, you know, when you look at Metcalf, you listen to what the experts say. So many guys are even you know, mentioning Hakeem Butler is a better wide receiver prospect than DK Metcalf is. And if you guys haven't picked up on this yet, Hakeem Butler is my 2019 NFL draft crush. So, um, you know, when you, you have that conversation, I'm just not sure if Metcalf is enough of a finished product when you talk about the injury history that he has had, if that is a guy that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are going to feel comfortable making that selection at number nine, and to the same point that was made with Ed Oliver, there's a lot of talent wide receiver in this draft, that there should be players available in the second and third round that could be a great fit for the Bills. So with all that being said, what did I end up doing at number nine? And for me, right now, that pick that seems to make most sense for the Buffalo Bills is TJ Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa. And you look at Hawkinson, right, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, what is the most glaring hole that the Buffalo Bills have on the offensive side of the ball right now? With all the signings that they've made, to me, tight end is still that, that gap that they need to fill. You sign Tyler Croft to, in essence, a, a one-year contract, right, at a decent number um, that comes in, probably someone that's been known more as a blocker than a uh, pass-catching tight end in his career with the Cincinnati Bengals. But you look at someone like TJ Hawkinson, right, and I think back to, to Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean in their days with the Carolina Panthers, and you ask yourself the question, who can be that that Greg Olson clone for the Bills. And that's why I keep coming back to Hawkinson, uh, a guy that is incredibly effective as a blocker in both run plays and pass plays. Um, and once he gets the ball in his hands, uh, he is dangerous after the catch as a, as a big-bodied tight end um, that showed some great athleticism when he was at Iowa. And for the Bills, right, as you look at the different targets that they have on offense, uh, missing that tight end, that safety valve for Josh Allen is something that I would love to see the, the team address. And, and I think if, if you're talking about, right, the depth at defensive tackle, the depth at wide receiver, I know there is some depth at tight end, but 
you know, Noah Fant is not going to be there in the second round. I do not see Irv Smith Jr. being there in the second round. And then it becomes a little bit more of a crapshoot. So if I look at someone like Hawkinson in a bit of that Greg Olson mode who, again, had a fantastic career with the Carolina Panthers, that is the guy that I have pegged for the Buffalo Bills at number nine. So, you know, passing on Metcalf, passing on Oliver, passing on Burns, you know, I don't think any of those guys would be a horrible pick for the Buffalo Bills. But at this time, definitely for me, going in a different direction with TJ Hawkinson, the number nine pick for the Bills. We'll be right back after this. I do want to talk to you briefly about the second round, too, and what had the Buffalo Bills doing there. We'll be back right after this break. All right, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. This is our final segment for our inaugural episode of the latest podcast for buffalorumblings.com. And real quick, just want to take through with you what what happened in the second round of the mock draft participated in. And it really came down to five different players I was looking at for the Bills that were available at number 40. First up was Chris Lindstrom, the talented offensive lineman from Boston College. Uh, Rocky Sin, the cornerback from Temple. Kelvin Harmon, the wide receiver from NC State. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, the talented defensive tackle from Clemson. And then Jerry Tillery, the defensive tackle from Notre Dame. So as I looked at all of these options, right, Lindstrom I took off the board because the Bills have done so much with the offensive line and free agency, especially with the recent signing of Quentin Spain, that you can look at it and say that is not as pressing a need for the team as maybe it was two or three weeks ago at the start of free agency. Uh, Rocky Sin at cornerback, the wrestling background, people making the connection to Sean McDermott and his affinity for guys that have that type of background, see a Harrison Phillips. Uh, For me, again, the signing of EJ Gaines, the emergence of Levi Wallace from last year, I can look at things and probably say not as pressing a need for the Bills defense at this time. Kelvin Harmon, you know, enough mixed reviews on, on Harmon as a wide receiver. The best available wide receiver at the time when I was picking uh, decided to pass there. And when I looked at Dexter Lawrence, really more so in the mold of a star Latulale than replacing a Kyle Williams. So for me, it was relatively an easy pick where it came down to Jerry Tillery, the defensive tackle from Notre Dame. Um, you know, has more size than an Ed Oliver, right? About 305 pounds, an additional 30 pounds. Had an impressive career at Notre Dame has decent burst off the line from everything that you see, whether you're watching clips or hearing from the experts. And for me, when I saw that he was available at number 40, uh, I'll be honest, I was a bit surprised, but it made the pick relatively easy. As much as I like someone like Chris Lindstrom, and he could be you know, an upgrade at one of the guard positions for the Bills, with the investment that they've made so far, I, was, you know, I didn't think that that was a serious pick that the team would make. So I decided to go with Jerry Tillery, the defensive tackle, at number 40. So for me, it was TJ Hawkinson at number nine, the tight end out of Iowa, and Jerry Tillery, the defensive tackle out of Notre Dame. So, you know, as we talked about before, Sal Capaccio and his mock flipped things up a little bit, went defensive tackle in the first round, the offensive weapon in the second. For me, Hawkinson, just too much of a talent, too good of a blocker, pass catcher, and athlete to pass up at number nine. But again, when you look at that pick, some of these guys that are available, it's, uh, it's going to be hard for the Buffalo Bills to go wrong in that spot. Hey, I want to thank everybody for joining us the first uh, ever edition of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, we hope that you'll join us each week. 
Thank you all for tuning in. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast and find it wherever you get your podcasts, right? So be sure to listen to us each week. We appreciate your feedback. And uh, be sure to visit buffalorumblings.com for all the latest on the Buffalo Bills. Take care. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.